0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 362 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Pink Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome,
1: Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey, and welcome to all of you out there. Um, yes. Hope, hope you're doing well. We, we had a week off last week, Jeff. I don't know what happened. I think we just we're just on holidays.
0: We were, we were. It's beautiful summer weather here in Australia. We're not yeah. locked down, so um,
1: I went down to the beach. It was lovely. Yeah, it looked, looked great, and I went down to the beach too, and, yeah, had a had a few days down there. So, um, yes. yeah, it's nice, no, nice a nice time of year.
0: Yeah, it is, isn't it? I didn't get on a boat, though. Do you get seasick? No, I don't, Jeff. Oh, I get seasick, but my seasickness comes in waves.
1: I thought I was setting you up. Oh, <laughs> blimey.
0: Oh dear. But, um, Alice, do you have any good, anything good for us for on
1: this week? Well, of course I do. Jeff always got yeah, something dear. good for on this week. Yes. Well, it was, well, because we had the week off, we sort of missed it a bit, but, um, it's on this month. Yeah. It's definitely on this month. Um, <laughs> Uh, Chen Meng, the uh, the Chinese superstar, um, born on the 15th of January, 1994, which means she's
0: 28. Um, not,
1: how how old? 28.
0: Wow. Still young.
1: She is still young, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, she. it feels like she's been around for so long, but, um, I mean, she's won um, one gold um, in the – Uh, singles in Tokyo um won the teams in Tokyo um won the teams um at the world championships in Tokyo in 2014 uh so she's really done a lot I I mean wasn't successful in this uh the last world championships but you know she's she's um she's really done a lot and as you say only 28 years years of age um one of the superstars I really like her game and her manner um, on the court as well, you know, just really, really calm. Um, fights hard um, all the time, uh, and, and a beautiful game as well. So uh, Chen Meng, uh, twenty-eight years old. Well, Happy a little while ago. Yeah, for a, exactly. For a, for Happy, a few.
0: For this month, for a, a little while yeah, ago. Exactly, exactly. Mm. That's right. That yeah. is that is good, and um, go. in. In other sports, Alloys, the Australian Open tennis is on at the moment, and unlike the table tennis, Australia has a number one in the world, Ash Barty. I actually went and saw her play uh, last night.
1: Had a had a victory. Did you? Yes, did well, indeed. Well, so. that would have been that would have been exciting to watch, Ash Barty. Um. It really, uh, I mean, I haven't seen her live, but it uh, looks like a really nice, smooth game and has lots of options on a lot of her shots. What lots of like options,
0: up- yeah, because the player she was playing, Anissa Mova, was like probably more powerful. Um, but Ash Barty just, you know, uh, the placement, the different types of spin just broke her game down. And it, it, I mean, it was tough. She had a few tough moments during the match, but in the end, it looked like a fairly comfortable win.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's interesting, isn't it? With the um, with the um, the contrast of you know a power player versus someone that's controlling the ball and uh, and placing the ball well, as you said, that Ash Barty does. Um, I I, I, sort of, I really I re, I really like those players that use their use their mind a little bit more and use their touch and feel um, rather than just power.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is very, very impressive to watch. And um uh, you can certainly see why she's number one in the world.
1: And that's why that's why Waldner was the best player ever, too, Jeff.
0: Yeah. Just <laughs> had that, that ability to <laughs> control the ball and
1: All right. Before you start sending us messages, Marlong is good too.
0: <laughs> but he's all just power, is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> well, more power. Yeah, that's right. Definitely I
0: mean, yeah. more power.
1: Yeah, that's right. Whereas, you know, Waldner had that touch and feel and just could place the ball beautifully and... Had the ball on a string. Oh, exactly. Ball on a string. That's right. So, <laughs> anyway, before we uh, get ourselves into any more trouble about the greatest of all time...
0: Yes. And, and, and you know, he was the greatest of all time also, Alois when games were up to 21. <laughs> no coincidence there. <laughs>
1: Maybe we can have a, like, uh, you know, a greatest of all time up to 21, greatest of all time up to 11.
0: Exactly. Greatest uh, of all
1: time with glasses. Greatest yes. Of all time, yeah. <laughs> Left-handers. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah greatest of great. all time in my own mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. dear. Uh, well, it is time
1: to move on to the tip of the week. What have you got for us? Yes, so, um, you know, I I guess this, along similar lines, you know, it's about thinking about your game, and thinking about your game during training, Um, I see a lot of players, you know, go out and and train really hard, and, um, you know, hit a lot of balls, and hit the ball hard, you know, um, lots of power, and all that sort of stuff, but they just don't really spend time thinking about their games, or reflecting on their training, you know, even during training, you know, often when we get out on the training court, it, we only feel good if we walk off and we've hit, you know, thousands and thousands of balls and we're sweating and, um, you know, like we feel like we've done a lot physically. But often the mental part or the, 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 um, the thinking about your game as well is really important during your training sessions. So I think my tip of the week this week is is really th- during your training session, don't only think about how many balls you're hitting. Think about your game as a whole and how your training is helping you to improve your uh, play in a match situation.
0: Mm, so, like, like, if you're having – Trouble with a certain shot, Should you be thinking about that, or is it more, or more just thinking that this training is helping me, or is it like focusing on something specific?
1: yeah, it's 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 all of those things. Um you know it's thinking about a, a particular shot, so it might be a skill that you're trying to improve, you know, thinking about how how I can improve it, how I can start to um, take it to my match situations as well. you know, but it's also you know just thinking about the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is really important. Yeah,
0: and how it fits together. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I guess, that, yeah. I guess, that when you start thinking about that, then you can start building up, you know, some training plans like specific to you, couldn't you, throughout a whole session rather than just like one activity. Like, um, yeah, think about improving a specific shot, and maybe you could practice that shot, but then in a later draw you could work it into a, a longer rally, and
1: yeah, yeah, and 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 work it into a, a match like situation as well. So yeah
0: match like situation very good yes yeah excellent and remember we have alice a 52-week training plan for our premium members which you know takes you through you know how you should start thinking about these things and how planning your session and then at the end of the 52 weeks we kind of hopefully have given you enough that you can start developing your own training plan specific to yourself
1: yeah so yeah i think that that breakdown of um of different areas to focus on in that 52-week training plan yeah it just gives you a bit of an insight on the things or the areas that you can start to work on and and as you said jeff you know it's about educating yourself as well um during that process so that uh you can start to really drive your own training sessions
0: yeah yeah i think that's good and yeah and and yeah and that's basically your tip of the week isn't it just reflecting on these things like um it's good to have some help, but you also need to be, you know, um, confident with yourself and and know what you need to
1: do to improve. Yeah, and and you know, I think you know, in in a lot of cases, you know your game better than anyone else does. So, you know, because you feel it, you you know what's happening during the match. Um, you know how you feel on the day. You know how you feel against receiving particular serves, etc., from that that opponent. So yeah, it's it's um it's important to utilise your own knowledge as well. Or, yeah, it, it, yeah, to a great extent.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and that leads nicely into our first question of the podcast, alloys, which is about practicing his uh, Ardaックス asks is about practicing his backhand topspin against backspin because he's he's found he's learned to topspin against block so when it's coming back with topspin itself um and he can do that but he'd never really practiced it against backspin and he's finding it really difficult and he just can't figure out how to do it it's not nothing's kind of working for him so um do you have any tips for him because he's he's getting a bit frustrated and getting tired after several strokes and he's feeling a bit of pain so how should he practice yeah, and I th- I think, against backspin.
1: Yeah, so he 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 can he's got the feel of the forehand topspin against backspin, mm-hmm. um. But yeah, it's just that backhand now that it, he doesn't um, doesn't really get the hang of. So I think you know one thing to really um, help you is to start to relate to other experiences you have with the game. So you've started to um understand the feeling of that forehand topspin against backspin so start to utilize the things that that you already know and feel there you know so what what does that contact feel like you know, where am i hitting the ball um, in its trajectory um, how does my arm feel when i'm playing that forehand topspin and and really try to hone in on those ideas and skills and then you'll you can start to relate that to your backhand topspin as well um, so mm-hmm. that's that's something to really think about. But like technically with that backhand topspin, really think about keeping your arm relaxed and executing the stroke um, like you want to. So you know, first up, think about all right. So this is the stroke that I want to play. So I need. I want to start. You know, lower. I want to finish higher. I want to contact the ball with a brushing contact. So start to execute those things. Think about that during your training um, and then see if you can start to, you know, really relax uh, and make the the stroke right. Then you can start to think about, all right, now now let's see if that ball can go onto the table. Now let's see if I can do it under a little bit more pressure, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, so really, really focus on that relaxation, allowing yourself to understand the stroke, allowing yourself to understand it, relate it back to your forehand topspin. And you know, you've got lots and lots to, to think about there during your training session, Ardak.
0: Yeah, yeah, good tips. And one thing I picked up here is that, you know, you're saying to Ardak that when you learn this stroke to relax. And um that's like a common theme, isn't it? It seems like a big mistake players make is if the ball's coming too fast, they tense up or if they're trying to learn a new stroke, they're working too hard at it. And it's not that easy just to relax, but there's something in there, isn't there, about our skill about learning to relax as you're learning these things and as you're trying to execute them under pressure in a match.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that that relaxation, as you said, it's it's not an easy thing to um, to be able to implement. Um, especially in a match situation so it's it's important in that training situation to start to get the feel of what you're doing with it start to get the feel of um, how you can relax your muscles Um, and we've got a we've got a tutorial i believe jeff on um on trying on trying too hard you know and 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 um i guess the fallacy of of you know, you need to try really hard to, to succeed in this game. It's, you know, I think it's um, almost the opposite. You need to be able to relax and allow your body to, to swing and and play your strokes well.
0: Yes. Very interesting. All right. We'll put a link to that uh, video in the show notes. Excellent. Great question, Ardak. All right. uh, Next up is one from John who wants to know, Alice, do you have any good recommendations for a table tennis robot for an intermediate player,
1: yeah. So John, not particularly. So I don't really have any um, specifics as far as you know the brands and that sort of stuff that um, that you should go for. But the advice I'd give you is to is to look at what um, what you want to get out of your your training with a robot uh, to start off with. So initially, I think you know you can think about. Do you, if you just want to learn some strokes with it um, and practice a couple of strokes, then a really basic robot is okay. Um, you know, one that feeds the ball out um, with backspin or with topspin. But I mean now now the the robots can be so advanced. You know they can um, set you up with um, series of strokes, um, changing between backspin and topspin, changing um, from a service. You know, so getting it to bounce on that on the robot side first for the serve, and then the next ball comes. You know, to a different position with a different spin. So, you know, there, there's there's um, there's a wide variety of of um, Of options with the robot, and I think it's real. And 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 as always, it's attached to the price tag. So you know, those more more advanced robots that have more functions are are the higher priced robots. But um, yeah, so I think you know, first up, think about how much you want to get out of your training with it, how much you want to spend on it, um, and then then you can start to make some decisions around uh, specifics of the the robot that you want to um want to want to try and purchase we've got we've got a couple of uh, interesting blogs on learning table tennis with a robot and you know just about table tennis robots as well in our blog section and we might um might uh, put some links on with that as well
0: yeah good idea good idea and do you have any thoughts on um the difference between using a robot and using multi-ball, or first some people might not even know what multiball is but yeah what is multiball and can that be a replacement for a robot or they serve different purposes
1: yeah so uh, um multiball is where you've got a, a partner that can stand at the other end and basically just feed out balls to you you know they've got a box of balls um you know they might have 20 30 40 50 100 balls and they so they're really feed.
0: acting like a robot
1: <laughs> yeah similar that's right um, so if you've got the choice, I'd always go for someone feeding me multi-ball um, because you're getting um, sl- subtle variations, which you're always going to get, but also you're getting you're picking up cues of. Um, the swing and the contact of the bat on the ball when they feed it out to you. Um, So what type of spins on the ball, the direction that the ball is going to come in, which is something that you just don't get with a robot. Um, The ball just comes out of a, um, you know, the, the hole of the robot and, um, and all you get then is, you know, the ball in flight. So so yes, definitely, definitely if you've got that option, multi-ball for me is better, but having said that, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of you out there don't have the option of a training partner or someone to feed multi-ball. So in that situation, a robot is um, is a good option just to allow you to hit some more balls. Excellent. And and I, I guess especially in these in these times where uh, a lot of us are locked up in our homes, um, you know, if you've got a robot to, to hit at least, then uh, that's better than um, than nothing.
0: Excellent. All right. Thank you. Great question, John. All right, next up is one from Roman Xu, who wants to know about training after a break. So he's an amateur player and he's been playing almost every day for the last one to two years, and he's discovered the wonderful Ping Skills website. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But he's noticed the problem. So whenever he takes a break, if just even just a small break of two to three days, he finds the quality of his shots drop, especially his forehand toss spin, and the longer he takes off, the the worse it gets. So do you know why this happens, and how can Romancho avoid this?
1: Um, yeah. In in some cases, it's it's about expectations, um, and you know, uh, almost wanting to start too fast, or you know, um, just having a bit of a um, an unreal expectation of where you're at um, to start off with. So, if you are coming back after a long time, um, then just think about playing some balls a little bit slower to start off with, but then just start see how quickly you can progress um, through your skills from there. Um, but I think a a lot of the time it's it's just in the mindset. You know, people sort of remember um, the, remember. It's, I mean, it, this is this is only a few years, um, but um, or a couple of days even break. Often people have, you know, a memory of, oh, you know, like last week I was hitting the ball so well, I did this and I did that. Um, if you actually saw, saw a video of, you know, three days ago or a week ago and then saw a video of today, you probably find there's not much difference. You, you know, think we're or, not as good as we think we are. Well, <laughs> in, some, in some situations, but I think our memories, you know, always play some tricks on us um, yep. as well. So, um, yeah, so I think, you know, it's more about just – be in, be in the moment. Be where wherever you are. You know. Okay. So this is a week on. Um, just see how you're hitting the ball. See, you know. Um, uh, am I getting this on? Am I not? Think about your training. Think about what you're doing today. Um, and just move on from there.
0: Yeah, it makes sense because if you think about it, it's got to be a mindset thing because the training's meant to help you improve. But if you don't train for two or three days. You're not going to forget everything you've learned, Um, so it's unlikely your level is going to really drop a lot just from a a couple of days break.
1: No, in fact, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, your level is just not going to drop that much over over two or three days. And in fact, uh, I mean, often often your your level can actually get better just because your subconscious has time to process. Um, things that you've been doing over you know or that you you did three days ago Um, and you know if you if you just allow that um, to sink in um, you know often you'll find that you just you improve Um, so you're definitely Mm. not going to you know lose you know 10 percent of your skill or if you were able to play a forehand topspin against backspin three days ago that that ability hasn't disappeared suddenly
0: yeah, definitely. But um, certainly a great question, Ramanchu, and, and hopefully this discussion uh, will help you. And next time you come back and you'll find, yeah, maybe you've even improved after a couple of days break. Excellent. All right. And last one, Vijay Kumar has asked about video cameras. He wants to know what camera do we use to record our table tennis videos and which one will help to analyse a game for coaches?
1: Right. Um the <laughs> we actually received some good advice on this a while ago um, because we were all caught up with um, um, you know which camera should I which camera should we get and you know what should we do and this and that and and we we actually contacted a, um, a videographer or something like that didn't we Jeff I think yeah and um, and and asked him and he said listen you know what I mean just just get a camera <laughs> just get a camera and start using it um and uh you know you don't need to worry too much about the brand and the what this what it all does and this and that um you know and nowadays your your phones are as good as most video cameras and definitely better than those video cameras we used to use when we started recording ping skills videos <laughs> Jeff, a lot lot, looked, lot better yeah um so yeah, just utilize your phone um, to to start off with or utilize you know um, any any video camera that you've got. as long as you can see the footage, as long as you can um, you know see what's going on in the match, that's plenty to analyze the game um, and to 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 look at what you're what you're doing. So um, yeah, so I think um, we sometimes it's it's a bit like the old table tennis racket. Um, Issue that we that um, that a lot of people have. You know, they always want to get the best and the and the next the next one and the the new one that's come out. And um, you know, it's really not about that. Same as it's not about the video camera. Just get something that takes some takes some video footage, and um, and go go from there. Yeah,
0: it is Um, interesting to a point. That's to a point, isn't it? I mean, you couldn't just become an excellent table tennis player with just. Um, terrible racket could you I mean like no. Waldner your favorite of all time would still be unbelievable with any racket but I'm not sure he would have won a world championship using a, a racket that was not quite as good so no that's right
1: there's a um, balance there isn't there? there there is a balance with with table tennis rackets there's I think we talk about just a, a few different levels of racket you know there's there's the plastic racket that doesn't have any rubber on it and and you you should just put that in the rubbish bin. Yes. Um. And then there's you know just your basic um, beginner racket, where with has which has um, fairly slow wood, um, with uh, some beginner rubber, but you know has some sponge on it. Um, And then you can start to progress to that next level where you've got um, a good quality rubber, but it might be slow, you know, quality wood, but it might be slow. And then you've got that next level where you've got the faster wood um, with a faster rubber and more that can generate more spin, et cetera.
0: But you need Uh, to control to be able to use that effectively.
1: yeah, Yeah, correct.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Now, just one more on the camera. Well, yeah. What is the best angle to record from? I see uh, yep. ITTF has been experimenting with some different camera angles. Oh, well,
1: yes, indeed.
0: What's, what's the best angle to record from, like for a coach to analyse the game?
1: Yeah, for me, um, for me to, I think just to see the game easily, it's from behind the uh, one end of the of the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. Hate the the side angle that WTT are now using. Um, it just feels like you can. It, it's a it's a bit cleaner. You can you can see both players um, from you know front on, side on um, when they're playing their shots. But I think for analysis, um, you know, it depends on what you, what you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for um, positioning on the table. Um, then um, the end's probably good. If you're position- looking for depth on the table, then um, yeah, maybe the the side angle is is better to to look at.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to prefer maybe it's just because I've seen it too much, but yeah, behind the player from the end because yeah, you can track yeah where the ball's going, the position of it, and I think you can pick up the depth pretty well from there. So that's that's what I prefer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess um yeah uh, you know it's a little bit of um, preference, but yeah, for me, uh, the the other thing when you're behind um, one end is your eyes don't need to shift too much. um so yes. you you' you're basically just looking at one angle, whereas if you're on the side of the table, your your eyes need to shift a lot from left to right. So yeah. Um, and
0: then in terms of height, I actually like the lower you can get, the better. The only problem is if you get too low, you you often lose the ball behind the player. So that's why you often yes. see them filming it from quite high up. But it's a really good angle. You almost feel like you're on the court if it's down lower. Um, but, yeah, then you often get blocked from certain sand the ball because the player's in the way.
1: Yes, indeed, yeah. And I, and I think it's just that, um, um, you know, just – as long, as long as you're above, as long as you're above the head height, that's the first thing um, is is good. Um, yeah, sometimes when you get up too high, you too, do tend to lose a bit of the bounce of the ball, etc., as well.
0: Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, well, that was a good set of questions today, Alex. Yeah.
1: Yes. Indeed. As as usual, Jeffrey.
0: Indeed. Now. Um That brings us on to our competition. We had a Who Am I episode six, and, um,
1: yeah, it was quite a difficult one, but I believe we have a winner. We do. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't think we'd get one so quickly, but, yes, we do have a winner, Jeffrey. It's only two things.
0: I won an international singles doubles title at the age of 14, and I'm a Japanese female player.
1: Yep, indeed. And, you know, there might have been some options, but... um, the winner and the person we had in mind was Miyuki Hara.
0: Yes. So. And um, our winner of the competition is Ryan Ooh. So, uh, yeah, Ryan will get in touch and otherwise uh, get in touch with us also because you, you win one hour of online coaching or one month Pink Skills Premium Membership. Yeah. Woo-hoo.
1: Indeed. So, yeah, let us know which one you would like to take up.
0: Yes, indeed. And you know what that means? We are due for episode seven.
1: All oh, right. right. So um, let me just find my clues, Jeff. Because, yeah, now, uh, don't don't guess...
0: make them too easy. We don't want people guessing them oh, too quickly. No, it's got to be... Uh,
1: the, yeah. uh, no, no, like no chance with this this first week. No chance, uh, okay. No chance. So um, the, who am I, competition number seven? This player has an engineering degree.
0: Oh, smart cookie. Mm, so go. if you think you know who it is, or even if you don't have a guess, uh, log into the PingSkills website, so pingskills.com, click on your name and click on competitions. And then you'll see who am I episode seven, click on that and type in your entry. Just have a go, have a guess. If you don't get it right this week, you can always have another go next week when we give away another
1: clue, another clue. Another clue, yes. Oh, surely no one, surely no one's going to get it from that. <laughs> surely, surely not. Surely. Um, and so that the show's drawing to a close, allies. But have you got? No, have you got any? Have you got any like OMGs left? There, there are some OMGs left. Yeah, come on, hit me with I those. What, what, what was
0: that other thing you started? The past? world almanac 2022 calendar.
1: The almanac, yeah.
0: Yeah. And oh. on today, we, we, we're recording this on the 24th. depends when you'll get it. In 1980, Fred Wilpin and Nelson Doubleday bought the New York Mets for an estimated $21.1 million, which was the most, uh, then the most ever paid for a baseball franchise.
1: Wow. <laughs> You're probably paying that for one player nowadays, aren't you? Probably. I don't, know. I don't know what uh, baseball players are worth nowadays, but, yeah. Yes. And on, on Wednesday, on the 26th, in
0: 1950, the Indian Constitution went into effect, marking the birth of the
1: Republic of India. Yes, indeed. I knew that, that it's, uh, it's an, uh, 24th or 25th? 25th, isn't it? 26th, it says here 26th, in the World Almanac. 26th, sorry. Yes, 26th, which is the same as Australia Day. It is, isn't it? That's right. What a coincidence. It is. Indian Independence Day and Australia Day are the same day.
0: There you go. And here's some OMG facts just to compare. Like, they might not be as good as that, but OMG fact number one for today. The longest-running TV drama was Guiding Light, which was cancelled in 2009 after 57 years and nearly 16,000 episodes.
1: I've never heard of it.
0: Me either. (laughs) Is that even true? These OMG facts, I'm not sure. Well,
1: guiding light. Guiding light. G-U-I-D-I-N-G, <laughs> light. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it, did you find anything? I'm I'm, I'm Googling, Jeff. Um, guiding light. Uh, soap opera. No wonder I haven't heard of it. <laughs> uh, like the
0: longest running drama.
1: Drama. Soap opera. It says soap opera.
0: American Radio and Television Soap Opera. How did yeah. it go for 57 years? I don't
1: know. <laughs> and, we, and we've never heard of it. Uh, uh,
0: did you know, OMG fact, there is a theatre in Russia where all the actors are cats? Really? That sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> Egypt's Great Pyramids weigh an estimated 6,648,000 tonnes.
1: See that's good. How many?
0: Six million six hundred and forty-eight
1: thousand tons. Wow, mm. that's a lot. Yes, that's a lot of kilograms.
0: It is. And I just googled Guiding Light as well, and there's a little YouTube clip, Guiding Light farewell in two thousand and nine. So
1: if, it looks if, like if it's... you're if you're a Guiding Light fan, can you just like maybe send us a message and tell us what it's about and whether it's <laughs> Yeah, it, and, and, you know, whether I should be starting to look it up and, and <laughs> see if it's on Netflix or something like that. To,
0: sounds very niche. So if you're listening to that and you're listening to this podcast, what are the chances you know both?
1: <laughs> you think it's a very small subset, Jeff? <laughs> I
0: think it's a very small subset. There would no guiding light and no the Pink Skills podcast, the Ask the Code Show.
1: Okay, let's see. If, if, you're, if you're in that little subset, let us know please
0: let us know and last one to end the show at the turn of the 20th century boys were dressed in pink and girls were dressed in blue
1: really yes turn of turn of the 20th century so uh, 1900 I guess so yeah (laughs) amazing
0: amazing yeah that wasn't all that long ago
1: really yeah my, my grandmother was born in 1900, just Maybe. so you know. Yeah. I wonder if they dressed her in blue. Probably
0: did. Yeah. There you go. There you go. How things change, yet stay the same. I don't know. <laughs> Very philosoph- philosophical. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, and again, yeah, if you made it this far, you are wonderful. Um, and, yeah, make sure you let us know. Anyone out there ever heard of God in life? Uh, be sure to check out our website pingskills.com, and of course, thank you, Alloys,
1: for all your words of wisdom. Thank you, Jeffrey, and when we get to 57 years, Jeff, then maybe, maybe they'll know us too.
0: <laughs> maybe. Thanks, everyone. Bye.